PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said go again unto Balak and say thus and when he had came to him behold he stood by his burnt offering and the princes of Moab with him and Balak said unto him what hath the Lord spoken and he looked He took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear, hearken unto me, the son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, And shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless. And he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's a word over your life, and it cannot be reversed. Take your seats. I feel like running, screaming, and hollering. But find another neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, there is a word over your life and it cannot be reversed. We must have confidence in who it is that has spoken the word over our life. If you are struggling with your confidence, it could be because either the word that was spoken over your life was done so in inaccuracy or you need a reiterance of what God said unto you. Because God, when he speaks its word, it shall not return unto him void, but it shall accomplish that which it was sent to do. God's word is so powerful. God's word is so potent. God's word is so prolific. God's word causes us to be a people of dominion and a people of dominance. I thank God that uh, in this confidence in God, we do not have to be a people that has to beg God for anything. But if you simply make your requests known unto God, that means that we must be a people that opens our mouth in order to express and articulate. 
articulate what it is that we desire God to do and to manifest in our life. Not only that, but in our relationship with God, uh, there are certain things that you are simply entitled to as a believer. And because you are entitled to them, they are a part of your DNA. They are a part of your existence. They are a part of what is supposed to transpire in your life. The fact that you are a born-again, blood-washed believer, it gives you the capacity already to have it transpire just for you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I am entitled to what the Word of God says concerning me. Ah, but what the enemy oftentimes tries to get us to do is to focus on the negative. He tries to uh, focus or to prioritize the things that in truth are not a part of our future. He tries to get us to look at who left rather than note who stayed and in truth is a part of our future. He tries to cause doubt to be our primary source and subsequently we lose sight of what God has decreed and declared unto us. Because of this oftentimes we find ourselves in positions in which we become dependent on others rather than being dependent upon God and what God has said concerning us. I believe that there are some promises that are not fulfilled in some of our lives because we lack the self-discipline and we lack the self-motivation in order to proceed with what God spoke over our life. Because we did not have the veracity and the tenacity to continue over and through difficulties, we quit prematurely when we were on the precipice of victory and breakthrough. Oftentimes, we found ourselves not being uh, disciplined, nor did we find ourselves being critical thinkers. We did not uh, examine the situation uh, with our natural eye, nor did we examine it with our spiritual eye. And because of this, we did not finish many things that we had started. We started projects. We started ideas. We started concepts, but we did not finish them. And because we did not finish them, we stood in a place of, of frustration, frustrated to, in a manner uh, that almost made us quit. But tell your neighbor, neighbor, almost didn't happen. In other words, I was supposed to, but I didn't quit. I could have, but I did not throw in the towel. In the midst of frustration, I realized that God said something greater over my life that has pushed me, provoked me, and prodded me to realize that uh, what I am experiencing right now is not going to be for Ever. Ah, but what also is frustrating is that when you make proclamations that do not line up with your actions, you say that you are grown, but yet you act like 
a child. You say that you are an adult, but you act like a child when they are tired. We have all had children, bless God, whether you have had them naturally or spiritually, whether you have cared for somebody's child, you know that when they are tired, their behavior is altered. When they are tired, they are cranky. When they are tired, they're cantankerous. They're hard to figure out. When they are tired, they lack motivation. They don't want to do anything. All they want to do is whine and all they want to do is cry and all they want to do is uh, fall out because they are tired. I'm just talking about babies. I'm not talking about grown folks. I'm talking, you know, when, when you're dealing with a child that uh, you've run them all day long and uh, ah, they get in the car and they pass out from the fatigue and uh, you don't want to have to carry them into the house and so you try to wake them from their groggy state uh, only to get a bunch of attitude and uh, uh, why are you bothering me? I'm just talking about babies. Uh, ah, but uh, uh, you said you were grown but yet uh, and you said you wanted to be accountable but yet uh, you said you want to responsibilities, but yet, uh, listen, let me tell you something, and I want to help some of y'all, bless God, that uh, are, are in, in the courting process, that you're dating somebody, and you're dating them based upon potential. Ah, God, help me here today. Ah, you're dating them based upon what you think they might become someday. I suggest to you that they're too far down the road in life uh, to be dating them based upon potential. I suggest to you there ought to be some things at this point in time in their life that they have fully manifested in their life that demonstrates that they are ready, that they are prepared, that they are equipped. They shouldn't still be running from job to job to job. They still shouldn't oh God help me here today. There should be some solidity in what it is that they are doing. Just at the same time, no man that has anything going on wants to deal with a broke woman. You're not even scriptural being in that position, posture, and place because a Proverbs 31 woman, give me a little bit more monitor please, a Proverbs 31 woman got her own stuff. She got her own car. She got her own house. She got her own money. She can pay her bills. You're not going to impress her by being able to buy her a Louis Vuitton bag or put some Gucci on her. No, she's been able to do that her own self and the reason that you will be there is it's because she wants you there, not because she needs you there. I know I done helped about 10 people in the room and about 5,000 that's online right now. You've got to come to the realization that they're not going to be your come up. If anything, they're going to bring balance to your life. They're going to bring a level of uh, maturity and leveling out that causes you to be propelled even further. Nobody wants any dead weights at this point in time in their life. They don't want nobody anchoring them down in a manner that's dragging them and holding them back. And here's the truth of the matter. If you are on your A game, you don't want no Nobody else that will do the same thing that you're asking God not to see happen to you. 
You don't want another heartbreak. You don't want another heartache. You don't want another sorrowful, tearful moment over the actions and activities of somebody that has not come to a place of maturity. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, grow up, grow up, grow up. God. We have looked at potential and uh, uh, coaches get fired every year and they're getting fired even earlier in the season based upon potential that was never actually realized. Potential that never took place, never came to fruition, never played at the level it was supposed to play and subsequently they lose their job. Let me drop this in on you at no charge. Uh, potential, yes, is a wonderful thing but potential must be fully realized tell your neighbor neighbor know your potential and then realize it uh, because of this the enemy also realizes that there is not only potential but also realizes that there is a word over your life because of this the adversity of your soul the adversity will take every opportunity that he can in order to try to overtake you he'll take every opportunity that he can in order to try to defeat you he'll take every opportunity that he can in order to pull you down and to pull you out of your God-given purpose in the earth. But tell your neighbor, neighbor, there is a word over my life. And there's a word over your life as well. We understand in our text that this transpires, that the children of God are uh, demonstrating opportunity now uh, in order to see the fulfillment of God's word. We have found that their enemy, the Moabites, are disgusted by the fact that they have chosen an alternative path in order to get to their promise. Isn't it something that people who thought that you had to go through them in order to get to where God had intended for you to get to has all sorts of issues and problems problems with you, negating the fact that it was God that put and spoke the word over your life to begin with, and they made conscious choices and decisions and made efforts to try to stop it and to block it. But because there is a word over your life, there's no devil in hell that can stop or block what God has said concerning you. How the Moabites were a tribe descending from Moab. Ah, Moab, the son of Lot, born of an incestuous relationship with his oldest daughter. Ah, and because of this, ah, from Zorah, the cradle of this tribe on the southeastern border of the Dead Sea, they gradually spread over the region, over the east of Jordan. Shortly before the exodus, the warlike Amorites crossed the Jordan under Sihon, their king, and drove the Moabites out of the region ah, between the Arnon River Valley and the Jabbok River and occupied it making Heshbon their capital. Ah, because of this the Moabites uh, then confirmed or confined to this territory to the south uh, of Arnon Valley uh, according to Numbers 21, uh, 26 
through 30. It is during the exodus of the Israelites uh, that they chose not to pass through the land of the Moabites, but they chose the path of the wilderness. I know the some in the room right now that's saying, Bishop, uh, it may be taking me longer to get there. But I'm still going to get there. I'm not going to intentionally engage the enemy unless it is absolutely necessary. I submit to you today that there are some uh, in your circle uh, that you're going to have to disengage from in order to get to your promised land. It may feel like a wilderness experience, but God is going to see to it that you get there. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you're going to get there. Uh, it is here now that uh, the king uh, summons Balaam, summoning Balaam, uh, bless God, in order to speak a word over the children of God. He is summoned to uh, put a hex, to put a curse, to put a spell on the children of God. Now, there is some discord as to whether or not Balaam had been an authentic, true prophet of God who had only fallen into a backslidden condition or he was an authentic prophet of God who God used against a wicked king, even uh, though it appears that uh, later on he would lose uh, course and not maintain connectivity with the true and living God. But we find here, regardless of your position on the status of this prophet, was he a soothsayer in a diviner or was he a prophet of God? Let me submit to you, beloved of the Most High God. God, that there is a very thin line in the spirit realm between the prophetic and uh, uh, the diviner. There is a very thin line between the prophetic and uh, functioning under the influence of uh, uh, demonic entities and uh, in the spirit realm because all of them, uh, bless God, are in the spirit, but it comes down to what is the influence that is driving them. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, know what's influencing you. What's the behind what it is that you're doing? What is behind the word of the Lord that is being spoken, decreed, and declared? The Bible tells us that this prophet, he has been commissioned to curse the children of God. He has been commissioned, bless God, to speak against the people of God. He is known for speaking words with clarity and distinct he has known that when he decrees a thing from God, that it comes to pass. And because of this, they commission him. How do they commission? They offer him a king's ransom. They tell him how much he is going to be paid. Ah, that he would make a pronouncement over the children of God. And so he says something striking. He says, I can't say anything to you unless it's what 
God has said. I know you're offering me a whole lot of money in order to curse the people of God. And maybe others would have simply taken your money, said a few incantations, and gone about their business. But I'm wise enough to understand that I don't want to be in a confrontation with God and act as if though I'm speaking on his behalf and then pay the retribution of speaking words that God did not say. Could it be that this prophet, he understood the assignment and he also understood if God don't say it, it's best to keep his mouth shut. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, if God don't say it, keep your mouth shut. Ah, God, I love you here today because God always honors his word. How does he honor it? He says the grass withers and the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. God's word stands forever. We find here the first sacrifice that goes forth. And I'm cutting to the chase, y'all, because I feel God in this place. He cuts to the chase and he sets up altars and sacrifice takes place. Sacrifice transpires and God tells him, no, this is not my will. It is my desire to bless the children of God. And so when Balaam comes, comes back. He comes back to the king and the king says, well, what you got to say and it says well God said I'm going to bless these people and it's nothing that anybody can do about it the king is mad he's upset because he said I'm paying I'm going to pay you good money to curse the children of God I'm going to set them up through this declaration and you won't go along with it and so he says look I'm going to give you another opportunity to make this right. And so Balaam says, all right, I got you. But he understands that if he contradicts God's word, it's going to put him in harm's way. And so as he is leaving, he gets on a donkey. And as he is leaving, the donkey tries to get him to understand that if he goes contrary to God's word, there's going to be trouble and his head will be lifted from his shoulders. He is trying to get the donkey to move and the donkey stands still. He's trying to get the donkey to proceed seed and the donkey don't say and doesn't do anything finally he kicks the donkey and God causes the donkey's mouth to open I wonder what donkey God has used oh God help me here today I wonder what donkey God has used to speak to you and to let you know the path that you're trying to go down is a path that is going to lead you to death. Don't you see the angel of the Lord standing there ready to take your head off? It is after this that this fallen prophet realizes that I cannot do contrary even if it means losing the bag. I want to tell somebody in the room that's gone after the bag. God told me to tell you be conscious and aware that every bag ain't a good bag to go after every bag is not the right bag to go after it's a counterfeit 
bag. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. It's a counterfeit bag. Yeah, you got to be mindful of the bag you go after. You got to be aware of it. It may have some attributes that look authentic, but there's always something that is a telltale sign that it is not authentic, but it is a fake copy. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. It may look good, but it's a fake. Let me get out of here because I feel the preach coming upon me. The Bible says that he goes back to the king. The king says, I'm going to take you to a place to sacrifice. Fourteen altars have been erected. They sacrifice before the Lord. He asked him, what is God? saying ah, the prophet says he said it again ah, God is going to bless them the king is even mad now because he is going to pay this man to curse his enemies and some of you in the room right now you have some enemies bless God that are doing their very best to see you cursed they're doing their very best to see your demise they're doing their very best to see you come down they're doing their very best to see you fall they're doing their very best to see you fail but tell your neighbor neighbor there is a word over your life yes the enemy does not want you to succeed yes the enemy wants you to mess up yes the enemy wants you to trip to stumble and to fall but there is a word over your life and there have been some actions and activities that would make it seem as if though that God had not spoken over your life we We've all done some things in our lifetime that would seem contrary to the word of God over our life. We've all done some stuff in our lifetime that would give the impression that we have never known God. But I hear the word of God say that he's even married to the backslider. That you're not too far from God for God to call you back home and to fulfill your purpose in the earth the king was mad and upset he says I'm sick of you man you keep decreeing blessings and I'm paying you to curse them and Balaam finally said I've got to let you understand I've got to allow you to realize I know you want to curse these people but there's something that you don't know about God is that God is not a man uh, that he should lie uh, neither the son of man uh, that he should repent uh, hath he said uh, and shall he not do it uh, or hath he spoken uh, and shall not make it good uh, tell your neighbor uh, the word over your life uh, it's going to come to pass uh, because it cannot uh, be 
be reversed. I remember years ago, Lord, I thank you. I remember years ago where you can fix a car with a pencil. Yes, Lord. If the carburetor got stuck, you could put a pencil in there and would enable you to keep on driving until you could get it fixed correctly. But one of the other issues would be that if your transmission messed up and one of the first places it would mess up, it wouldn't mess up in drive. It would mess up in reverse so that you couldn't go backwards. But tell your neighbor, neighbor, even though you can't do it, even though you can't go backwards, it's even more important to know that God's word over your life won't even allow you to go in reverse. God's word over your life is going to force you to press forward, to press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The word over your life, when you want to quit you can't it's going to force you to keep pressing the word over your life is going to demand of you to do more than you've ever done because he's going to bless you more than you've ever experienced before in your life there's a word over your life and I'm so glad that it cannot be reversed that what God has decreed what God has declared over your life it cannot be reversed God can't take it back over your life you haven't messed up enough for him to take it back you haven't fallen back enough for him to take it back you haven't done enough wrong for him to change the word over your life you're still going to preach the gospel because it said before you were formed in your mama's belly that he called you to be a prophet he spoke it over your life you ran as much as you could run but the word was still over your life you got a word to be an entrepreneur and you've had businesses fail but there is a word over your life tell your neighbor God's going to take you into millionaire status why is he going to do it because there's a word over your life tell your neighbor there is a word over your life and because there's a word over your life he can't reverse it can I be transparent with you in the room it looked like I'd gone through a season of uncertainty I'd gone through a season of not being sure of my purpose in the earth I really wasn't sure if I wanted to keep pastoring I really wasn't sure if I still wanted to be the bishop I really wasn't sure that I want to keep doing the will of God because I looked around and I saw others that looked like they were prospering and wasn't living nothing I saw others that were doing well 
and I knew for a fact that they were living raggedy and I said God all of this holy living when is it going to pay off all of this fasting when is it going to pay off all of this praying when is it going to pay off and not only that my children were going through a season in their life where it didn't look like they wanted anything associated with with my God nor the church and I was saying to myself God how in the world can I preach to others and I'm still praying for my children how in the world can I prophesy deliverance and breakthrough to everybody else and I'm still seeing a need in my house I don't understand but God reminded me he told me the word over your life is not the same word over their life and that gives you no right to stop now stop what you're doing for the kingdom I'm holding you accountable I'm holding you responsible make your election make your calling sure and work out your own soul salvation stop worrying about what everybody else is doing stop worrying about the latest scandal on Facebook stop worrying about the next off thing that was said on Instagram stop worrying about the craziness on Twitter stop worrying about the foolishness on TikTok but start worrying about your own soul salvation and the word that's over your life what's the word over your life he promised to make you the head and not the tail he promised to make you the lender and not the borrower he promised to make you above and not beneath he promised in his word that he would never leave you nor forsake you I heard the Bible say through the prophet David, he said, I once was young, 30 years have gone by in our friendship. We were young men then, but what we know as we're older now, we've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed big brain. Somebody's worried about their children. They're going to be all right because God, he promised in his word to make sure that everything, somebody hollered everything, everything would be all right. Shout yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. He told the king. 
He said, King, I know we had an agreement. King, I know we had a deal. But I can't curse what God has said. Got to be blessed. I know the witches came out. They were mad. I know the soothsayers came out. And they were mad. But tell your neighbor, God is going to bless. He's going to bless your life. God is going to bless. He's going to bless your children. God is going to bless. He's going to bless your business. God is going to bless. He's going to bless your health. God is going to bless. He's going to bless your coming in. God is going to bless. He's going to bless your coming out. Somebody holler, bless. 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 I am blessed. And there's nothing that nobody can do about it because of the word over my life, because of the degree over my life, because God said it over my life, and it shall not, he will not reverse the word of the Lord. He shall not reverse the word that he spoke. Somebody scream. Oh, I feel God, I feel God, I feel God, I feel God, hallelujah. I heard God say, don't quit. Whatever you do, don't quit. You've been tired, you've been weary, you've been fatigued, but God says, don't quit. Now is not the time, nor the season to quit. Thanks for tuning in to another week of PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries Incorporated, located in Smyrna, Delaware, where Bishop Dwayne L. Bull and Pastor Sybil Bull are our senior pastors. Tune back in for another empowering sermon, class, or midweek service experience that we know is going to bless your life. As always, come to the experience.